Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. This week, we're going to go over what went down at the Charlotte Roval, who is moving on to the round of eight. We're also going to look at the F1 race that went down in Germany, who was the winner there. And it was a very special weekend with a lot of great racing. And Roval saw the end of the round of 12. We will now be going into the round of eight. Currently points leader or playoff leader right now, Kevin Harvick. And then it's followed by Denny Hamlin, Brakizowski, Chase Elliott is your top four right now. Then it's Joey Logano, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, and Kurt Busch. Harvick and Hamlin, they currently have a 45-point and a 32-point lead over the cut line. And then it jumps down to Kozlowski for 13 points. Elliott currently sets up the last spot going in a home set of the stands were to stay at five points. Logano would be five points underneath in fifth place. Truex minus nine. Bowman minus 14. And Kurt Busch, the winner at Las Vegas, minus 21. So already starting off the round of an eight in a little bit of a hole. But uh, let's uh, see how the rest of the weekend played out. Yeah, with uh, it was you know it was a good weekend for the points. AJ Allmendinger wins. Man, I mean it was a monsoon, a downpour um, at Charlotte, the Rover, the rain tires were out. AJ Allmendinger outlast Chase Briscoe, who was really the better car. There was a, a wreck there later on with you know the tires being so slick, the track. There was a red flag for rain, even with rain tires. Uh, but Almondinger wins. Uh, he doesn't lock himself in. He's just driving to uh, drive, driving part time. Chase Elliott clinches his spot in the round of eight with a win on Sunday. We're already touched on that. Uh, that nine car was really the best car all day. Um, and like we said, the four have been eliminated. Lewis Hamilton also wins the F1 race in Germany. So Lewis Hamilton ties the all time wins record. With 91 wins in F1, that's tied for all time. Uh, let's also look at the point standings drivers that were eliminated in the Xfinity Series at the Roval. Herbst, Annette, Brown, and Burton. That leaves the eight remaining. Briscoe, Sendrick, Allgaier, Gragson, Haley, Jones, Chastain, and Sieg. Then for the Truck Series, the trucks will pick back up at Kansas this weekend. Your point standings right now is Austin Hill in the 16th. Uh, 16 or 12 points above the cut line. You have Sheldon Creed second. He's also 12 points above the cut line. Third, Zane Smith. He's six points above. And Finger, three points above. And then you have the cut line. Moffitt, three points below. Rhodes, five points below. Crafton, 10 points below. And Tyler Ankrum, 16 points uh, below there in the point standings as we go into Kansas. Uh, but we're not done with. Um, Talking about what went down at the Roval. Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Almirola, Boyer eliminated. Ben Kyle Busch had a rough day. He made contact with Austin Dillon, put Austin Dillon into the wall. What do you think about that? There was really no skirmish after, but really after that wreck, Austin Dillon's chances were slashed. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It looked like Kyle just obviously had a frustration uh, day. Um and that hasn't been great on the road courses lately, and obviously with the rain. I mean, I think at this point in the race, the track wasn't super wet. It was just um, it was kind of making that transition over to the slick tires. But kind of looked like they were coming to that last chicane, uh, coming off what I think they call NASCAR 4. Got in there a little bit hot, gets in the back of Austin. I don't think it was really intentional, but I think Kyle was kind of frustrated working his way through the field. 
ended up getting kind of got some more damage for the day. He ended up finishing 30th and then Austin Dillon kind of recovered, finished 19th, but wasn't really enough, obviously, to get enough points and he was eliminated. Uh, also, Clint Boyer leads nine laps to finish 10th. Clint Boyer really gave it all he had. There's a photo that NASCAR put out on their Instagram page showing Boyer just exhausted, sitting down by his car. Um, and there was some news that came out this week with Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer is retiring um, next season. Well, this season he is. He's going to the booth for Fox. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, talk about what who we think could be his replacement. But Ben Boyer gave it everything he had to make it into the round of eight. He just couldn't do it. He had a very good car all day. Yeah, it looked like um, he was kind of playing some tire strategy there. I think it was at the, towards the end of stage one, I believe, maybe at the end of stage two. Stayed out. Yeah, it would have been stage one because he stayed out a little bit longer on rain tires that had a lot of rare, uh, a lot of wear. Excuse me. Um, at this point, everybody was switching over back to the slick tires track. Was probably about 85-90% dry, but I mean, the preferred racing line was all dry. There's a couple wet spots, so... You know, they tried to play it out, but I think the handling just went really bad. And then I think they might have had a power steering issue um, a little bit after that. So he went the rest of the day at the Roval with no power steering. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, we saw, like you said, we saw that photo of him just being absolutely just tired, super, super tired, I would imagine. But uh, comes home, uh, what did he finish? 10th, you said? Yes, he finished 10th. So a good run from him, but, you know, just unfortunate. Uh, way to end his last full-time season. Also, Eric Almirola, one of those who talked about being eliminated, he had a quiet day to finish 16th. You know what's really sad about the 10 car is that they were leading laps in stage one at Talladega, and they definitely could have been a player later on in that race. Just things, you know, didn't go their way. And the Roval is just such a tough course, and Almirola is not really a good road course driver. Almirola uh, had a good season, though. The 10 was very good. I think this is where... Both me and you had him going out right in around a 12. He had a good season, a lot to grow on, I think, for that 10 team uh, if they decide to bring him back uh, next year. Ben, with Clint Boyer leaving, that opens the door, right? That opens the door for maybe Chase Briscoe to the 14. What do you think about that? And Do you think Briscoe is the favorite to go there? I think he is just because they're staying – uh, in company, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, with him moving up from the 98s. But, you know, I think, do they want to put him in his rookie season in in 2021 with the Gen 6 car? And then the next year, he's got to relearn this new car while kind of making a sophomore year. So I think if you're Stuart Haas Racing, yeah, I think he's definitely ready. I mean, what, he's got seven wins. He's probably going to get a couple more. Obviously, has a great run with the championship. Do you think you leave him in Xfinity Series? Maybe get him some cup starts next year if you can. Um, you know, I think I would probably prefer to see him that way, What like what they're doing with Cindric. Uh, we could talk about it a little bit later. He'll be in the Xfinity Series uh, for another year, but I think that'll give him time to maybe not learn some habits in this car, and then he's got to go relearn it in this new car that's coming up. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a big move there. For Chase Briscoe, he's he's had such a great year. Um, it would definitely be a shame to see him back in the Xfinity Series. You know, he makes it very interesting, but he deserves a cup ride. Now, I think now with Boyer retiring, I think Clint Boyer saw the writing on the wall pretty much. Knew this was going to happen. 
and you know he's going to the Fox booth with his good buddy Jeff Gordon, although they weren't friends at one point in time. But uh, it's sad to see Clint Boyer go, and it just makes it so surreal that the NASCAR, me and you grew up with, Ben, the drivers we grew up with, sadly getting to the end of their career, getting to the end of the road. Jimmy Johnson retiring, Clint Boyer retiring, but Jimmy Johnson has a successor in the 48, Ben. It's going to be Alex Bowman which I think to, for a lot of people was a shocker. Alex Bowman will move from the 88 to the 48 next season. Uh, he was very excited about it. He even said, I've worked my entire life to be in a situation like this. And, you know, passing the mantle Jimmy Johnson is to Alex Bowman, I think it's a very interesting signing. Ben, what do you think about it? Yeah, that is interesting. I think a lot of, ha- a lot of this has to do with their sponsorship situation. Uh, just because the rumors that you and I were hearing about, it sounds like Larson was going to go to Hendrick and we assumed it was going to be the 48. But I think my theory is Ally, if you know the Larson thing is still true, Ally is thinking about, you know, wasn't didn't want to grab Larson. So they're going to move a guy, Alex Bowman, that's already well established in the 88. He'll take over the 48. And then now does the 88 change? You know, does it stay as the 88? Does it go to the 25? Does it go to the five? There's kind of been some rumors floating around. That car is mainly sponsored by Rick Hendrick's dealership partners like Valvoline, Chevrolet Parts, um, Lumar, I think. Maybe that might be more of Alex Bowman's, but a lot of Chevy partners. So they could kind of pick a guy to put in there and not have to really worry about if they're going to need sponsorship. Um, So this is going to be interesting. Uh, What do you think? Do they go to the 25? Do they go to the 5? I think it'd be cool to bring any of those back. Yeah, I think if it happens, they'll go back to the 5. I don't think the 88 is a Hendrick number. And when I say that, you know, the 88 was made famous at other places before it came to Hendrick. You know, Dale Jarrett made it famous, the 88. He ran very good there. Um, I, I, I do think that um, Kyle Larson will probably go there, will probably drive the five. I can see also Eric Jones going there as well. I think those are definitely your two candidates to look to. Larson is the one that they're pretty high on. But if he can't come back, I think Eric Jones, you know, is 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 a good one there for sure. Um, I think the five or the twenty-five definitely it. I think also fifty-seven was a number they used for Kyle Busch at one point in time when he ran some select starts at the start of his career. It'll be interesting to see what happens, um, and and maybe it is time for the eighty-eight to retire the number that uh, Junior kind of brought back to fruition uh, for sure. Um, also, Ben, some big news last week. Um, after we put our podcast up, it seems that all the big news comes out. Uh, Justin Marks' new team, Trackhouse, has reportedly leased the 77 charter from Spire Motorsports. Trackhouse will be powered by ECR Engines and have an alliance with Richard Childress Racing, which recently announced a merged research and development partnership with Hendrick Motorsports. Ty Norris, who was formerly was with DEI and Michael Walter Racing, will be running the team's operations. The team said it is marking a commi- making a commitment to having an impact on minority youth, and its plans to use a grant from the Marks Family Foundation to help run a STEM education initiative. To say all this, to say all that, to say this, they finally have their driver, they have their number. They will be taking up the number 99, 
which was really cool. They had this video to announce the number and their driver, and they kind of threw it back to Jeff Burton in the 99, Carl Edwards in the 99, talking about how they've created this legacy that they're going to continue. They're going to put Daniel Suarez behind the wheel. He's going to drive the 99. Ben, I like this move, and I think that their alliance with RCR, who showed a lot of speed, uh, I think in some time, they're going to be a big powerhouse in this industry if it's with Suarez for sure. Yeah, good for Suarez too. Finally, uh, I think kind of getting out of Gone Brothers. I think a, a transition year. Um, I can't say that the '99 with them is going to be a much better car, but I think he'll be running mid pack. Maybe something similar to Jermaine Racing, kind of the similar results, maybe even better. So yeah, good for him. Uh, it kind of seems like the ECR engines are kind of one of the better ones around. I think even better than Hendrick and Toyota is kind of what the garage area has been saying. So good for him. It sounds like it's going to be a stable ride and it makes sense, you know, with their partnership uh, to promote uh, minorities and everything. Suarez is obviously a perfect pick for him from being from Mexico. So that's, that's also really cool. I think it just ties in really well. Okay. Well, Matty D re-signs with the Wood Brothers for one more year. That'll be in 2021. Austin Sendrick, though, who many people thought was going to the 21 next year, uh, he will run in the Xfinity Series for one more year in the 22 for Penske. Then he will go to the Wood Brothers in 2022 to take over the 21 car. Austin Sendrick will also run select races in 2021. Expect this to be at Daytona, the Coke 600, Talladega, maybe some of the road courses like Coda and Road America. Austin Sendrick is very good there. Ben, what do you think about this? Matt AD deserves this. He deserves to come back. I personally think he will win a race next year. What do you think about this? Matty D gets one more year. Cendric takes over in 22. I'm excited for this. Uh, Matty D hasn't had uh, to be able to come back for a team for a second year uh, since he was at Go Fast Racing. So be nice to him. He doesn't have to, you know, go to Daytona and kind of relearn communication with all his crew and then kind of let them know what he needs out of the car. They already have a year under their belt, so I think he'll go out there and do better. Uh, I think he does need to do better. Uh, he's had a good year um, transitioning to you know some some really good equipment uh, with that basically pen, third Penske or excuse me fourth Penske car. So he needs to go out and perform, which I I think he will. I think now that he's going to feel comfortable. I mean, he's had some really good runs as of lately. Yeah, I agree with you there. Glad that Maddie D is back. You know, I said this. After the Talladega race, you want a driver that has a lot of heart. Matty D is filled with it. He's filled with passion. He loves NASCAR. And he loves the opportunities that he gets. I don't think there's anybody better for this. Um, and, you know, I think he'll win a race. Like I said, I think he's going to win a race. Um, he got so close at Talladega. Um, so close at, you know, Bristol when he was in the 95. Uh, I, I think this is going to work out for Matty D. In, in 2022, he will find a ride elsewhere. Um, and Austin Cendrick, I think this is a good step um, for Penske. They they want Austin Cendrick to be their future guy. Um, but I think it's pretty interesting to see what will happen with Brad Kay there um, and, and, and how that's going to go down. Um, also, uh, kind of a rumor that's kind of been run around a little bit is could A.J. Allmendinger return to Cup? AJ won his second career race, um, no second race of the year um, for Colleague. 
um, at the Roval. He's won that race two years in a row, actually. Um, and so he could return to Cup. He said he doesn't have any offers right now. Um, but the other thing was kind of what is Colleague's plan next year with the plan that Justin Haley could um, be going to Cup to drive for Spire maybe. Ross Chastain is already going to Cup. He's going to the 42. Um, ben, what do you think their plans for 2021 are for Colleague Racing? They may have to fill two, even three cars um, I think AJ Allmendinger is a good pick there to drive full time. AJ said he's he wants to continue to run part time, but he's open to run full time, and I think that could happen. Ben, who do you think could go to the eleven or the ten, or do you think that they go maybe down to one car and just let AJ Allmendinger drive? What do you think's going on with Colic Racing, and what do you think about Dinger maybe going back to Cup? I, it kind of looks like Colleague, uh, based off of what I've read and maybe just what I've heard as well. I think Colleague is going to still have a f- uh, two full-time cars next year. Um, I think Dinger would probably be, uh, you know, the guy that I would see them put in the ten, and then I maybe somebody from Trucks would come up there for a second car. But I could see Colleague start doing some part-time racing next year. Maybe they throw Dinger. Uh, in some road course races for next year. So I think he'll transition to full-time Xfinity, part-time Cup in the next few years. I think Justin Haley, it sounds like he'll probably be going to Spire uh, full-time. And I think with them, they so they leased out that charter to, was it Trackhouse? And so with Spire, it, it sounds like they leased uh, one of their charters. Then they, they obtained three. One is going to Trackhouse, now they just have two. So maybe we could be see Justin Haley running full time and whatever car number they pick. Do they have a guy that does part time? I think I could probably see that being as um, what they're going to be going with. They have Dinger run maybe some road courses. Maybe they have some other people fill in. So that'd be my prediction. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting here. Um, I I couldn't even really tell you who could go to college. Um, somebody that just comes up in my mind is maybe Ty Dillon who said, you know, he doesn't have a ride for next year. He said he's okay with going back to Xfinity. I could see them maybe trying to get him there, um, maybe to drive the, you know, 10. I think right now, you know, the idea that Justin Haley will be back uh, is what I think we're going to have to go by, is that uh, they haven't made any announcements, so Justin Haley should be back. He's won three races this year. Dinger's won two. Uh, and Ross Chastain is yet to win, but he's run very well. It's going to be hard to replace these three guys, um, and, and and hopefully they won't. Hopefully Dinger will come back, and you know maybe they can go and get somebody like Ty Dillon or somebody from Trucks, maybe like a uh, Kraus that could drive for him. Ben, this was also announced Haley Deegan to make her truck debut at Kansas Motor Speedway. Uh, she's going to drive the number 17 for DGR Crosley. Um, the number 17 has run part-time this season with David Reagan, who's run very good, Corbin Forrester, and Dylan Lupton had an okay run um, there at Vegas. Ben, what do you think about this? What are your expectations for Haley Deegan? You know it's her first truck race, but she's finally going to get out of Arca and face some, I hate to say it, some real competition for the first time. It's definitely going to be a learning curve for her. Obviously, the cars are a little bit faster, different package and everything. Longer, a little bit longer races. So I think she's definitely going to kind of get a reality check where she's at. This is going to have a lot of eyes on this race because of her. So 
I don't really know what to expect. I don't think she's going to do anything crazy. Uh, I think for her, it's just finish all the laps, finish on the lead lap if you can. Don't tear up the truck. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, DGR Crosley hasn't been great with the 17 truck this year. I think they'll probably run 15th, 16th maybe. Um, I think the big thing is just going to get her out there and see what she does with, with these big boys. I don't think she's had that with, you know, Arca with, you know, not really any competition, five or six competitive cars. She's guaranteed a top three points finish because there's only, you know, three three or four people uh, in the points. So uh, we'll see what happens with Haley Deegan. I'm excited for I think it's a good step. Uh, and I've been saying this for a while, I think, uh, to really kind of gauge where she is, we need to put her in truck and see what she can do. Also, some more truck news for Kansas. Timothy Peter, Timothy Peters, who used to drive for Red Horse Racing, will return to the Gander uh, RV and Outdoor Truck Series. He'll drive the number 52 uh, to fill in for Stort Friesen and Hallmar Racing. Um, so normally Stort Friesen, who runs full-time, would run this race, but he um, was not. he's not going to be able to run this race due to scheduling conflicts, um, doing dirt. Me, ben, me and you talked before. We think that if he was in the playoffs, he would probably race, but he's not. Uh, so it's great to see Timothy Peters back. Also, the ARCA East champion, so not overall ARCA, but uh, one of um, the smaller divisions. The champion is Sam Mayer. So Sam Mayer got to run all the full time for the ARCA East. He's run great in the ARCA series in general. Um, but based on how he's not of age yet to ride on the big tracks, he hasn't been able to do every ARCA race. So that's going to see Sam Mayer just keeps chugging along. Ben, what a year for that young man. Also, Sam... Uh, God, what am I doing? Zane Smith to return to uh, GMS Racing in the number 21. think that's a really great move. Ben, Riley Herbst and Noah Gragson's drama um, continued at the Roval with Noah Gragson leading early in the race and Riley Herbst spinning him around. This seemed like some payback from Texas earlier in the year when Noah Gragson wrecked Riley Herbst like five laps into the race. Ben, do you think this was some payback? They tried to ask Riley Herbst, and he dodged the question. What do you think? I don't think it looked 100% intentional because, I mean, at that point, it was, there was the track was still really wet and still kind of early enough in the race where I think drivers are still trying to get adjusted. So I don't think it was 100% intentional, but I don't really think he felt sorry for uh, doing it. Um, you know, Noah and Riley are good friends outside the, the racetrack and everything, so... It kind of seems like maybe Noah didn't really apologize to Riley. Riley just kind of took it. And then you kind of saw Noah was in his interview when they interviewed him um, that he doesn't say sorry or something. He just gets even. But even though Riley technically was getting even with them. So it was kind of weird to see from Noah. Uh, I think these two just need to figure it out. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird deal. Riley's just had a really bad year, hasn't really done much. Uh Noah's having a pretty decent year, but can't be making enemies like this and mistakes like this in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you, but um what has NASCAR become that everybody is friends and they get their feelings hurt? What is NASCAR now? I think these young guys coming up, uh, 
Dale Earnhardt Sr. is rolling over in his grave because of these guys. Well, I'm going to get even with you. It's just racing. Rubbing is racing. Once you're on that track, friendships go away, boundaries go away, and you're there to win. You're there to put up and shut up. And, you know, I hate to say it uh, for Noah. Noah had it coming. He bumped him at Texas and wrecked him five laps into the race. Riley Herbst didn't mean to do it. You know, it came off that way. And if he did mean to do it, good for Riley Herbst. Got his revenge. Got his comeuppance. Um, <laughs> I just, this, this feud is not even really a feud because they've stayed away from each other for since Texas. Uh, and this happens, and you know, Noah Gragson, it's pouring down rain, and he's almost walking to the 18 car, ready to fight, and I'm going, what are you doing? It's pouring down rain. I don't know. They, like you said, they need to get it together. Also, Brandon Jones, some news was announced. Brandon Jones, many thought were going, he was going to Gaunt Brothers. He will return to the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 19. That's good to see. Also, Jesse Awuji um, has joined BJ McLeod Motorsports on a three-race deal beginning this weekend at Kansas. In addition to Saturday's race, Awuji will also compete at Texas and Phoenix for the team. Also, Natalie Decker reveals uh, why she was not cleared, why she's been out of these races. It's due to high blood pressure and a heartbeat rate that was raised uh, to that race. Said she didn't really feel good. Once she got there. And also, uh, we made a mistake last week on the podcast. The IndyCar final race on the streets of St. Petersburg was not packed this past weekend. It will be October 25th. That's Sunday, October 25th. That will be New Garden or Dixon will be crowned champion. We talked last week. We made our predictions last week that that was um, going to happen over the weekend. We were wrong. It is October 25th. IndyCar schedule's all over the place, so we apologize for that mistake. Driver spotlight this week. We have a couple of them. Uh, Alex LeBay finished P4. That's his second straight top five finish at the Roval. So Alex LeBay looked really good. Looked like he could have won that race. Yeah, and also Cody Ware uh, comes back to the Xfinity Series. Ended up finishing seventh. Uh, hadn't been in a car in a while, so good for him. Yeah, Cody Ware driving for Rick Ware Racing. That was their first time back in a while. Also, Daniel Hamrick, somebody else we want to spotlight. He finished third at the Roval. Little fun fact, Daniel Hamrick, when they were on the Roval earlier in the year, finished second. So Daniel Hamrick, this year at Charlotte, has two top three finishes. And a good showing for the 07 car. They kind of have a little bit of uh, some good runs every once in a while with Jay Buford. He's got some road racing background i believe he races at a couple of the road course races in the xfinity series and so finishing uh seventh so that was good for him or excuse me eighth and jeffrey earnhardt uh got caught up in a wreck earlier in the race bounces back to finish 11th that's good for that young man he has definitely um had quite a journey and he's put together some really good runs for jd motorsports this year so that was really good to see and up next for the Cup Series, uh, Ty Dillon had a really good beginning of the race while the track was still wet. Uh, was definitely surprised. Basically drove through the entire field. He kind of started about mid-pack. Uh, didn't quite get the finish that he was looking for, but, you know, shout out to him for, you know, doing what he could in the rain. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Also, looking at Eric Jones in the 20, finishes third. He led a lap at the Roval. It was a good run for Eric Jones. He had a very good car. Uh, and then, you know, third, bounced back after he got passed. That was a good run for Eric Jones. And Timmy Hill, uh, he stayed out uh, late in stage number one and get some stage points. So good for him in that NBM Motorsports. Unfortunately, ended up finishing 38th, but they got a little bit extra TV time. Yeah, also Ryan Priest in the 37 has just had a terrible year. Um, he actually ran pretty good. He held off some of the, the big boys like Elliott and Bowman for a while. He leads eight laps for JTG Doherty. So it was definitely a good run for Mr. Ryan Priest. Even though Lewis Hamilton uh, pretty much had an easy race, ends up getting the win at the Nürburgring in F1. Uh, a couple of guys that had some good runs. Interesting facts. So nine different teams finished in the top 10 uh, in the points. That hasn't happened in a while, so that's pretty cool to see. But Daniel Ricciardo ends up getting a podium for Renault. Really cool finishing third for him. Also, Sergio Perez for BWT Racing Point F1 team finishes fourth. He got some points for the first time in a long time. That was definitely good to see. And Roman Grosjean getting some points for Haas ends up finishing ninth. Really have had a pretty cruddy year for them, but uh, he ends up getting two points at the Nürburgring. Also, Nico Hulkenberg, somebody I thought had a really good run. He finishes eighth. He was voted um, driver of the race. Again, this is BWT Racing Point F1 team. Nico Hulkenberg started 20th in this race, which was dead last, and he gains 12 positions to finish 8th. What a good run uh, for that team there. They got two cars. Filling in for Lance Stroll. In the t- yeah, and he was filling in for Lance Stroll too. Ben, that's definitely a good run there. You fill in and you gain 12 spots and get points for your team. Yeah, let's head into the show wrap-up. Ben, you've got the floor first. Who is your pick to win the truck race at Kansas? I'm going to go Chandler Smith. He's back in the 51 this week for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Uh, has a pretty decent ARCA year, so I think he'll get it done. Yeah, I'm going to pick Matt Crafton. One here earlier in the year. He'll do it again. He's headed to Phoenix. And for the Xfinity Series, Austin Sendrick. I'm going to pick Chase Briscoe to win the Xfinity uh, race. You know, Cendric, Briscoe, they're going to go at it. But Briscoe, to me, is going to punch his ticket to Phoenix for the Final Four. And for the Cup Series to round it out, I'm going to go with the guy that's sitting on outside front row, Mr. Joey Logano, who sits five points and nine, or excuse me, sits fifth place in the playoff grid and five points below the cutoff line from Chase Elliott. So he's punched his ticket to Phoenix. Yeah, I'm going to pick Chase Elliott to win. He won this race two years ago. He's a former winner here. He's riding the momentum. Chase Elliott is headed to Phoenix with a win. He's headed to the final four. Ben, take us home. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Burn It Down Racing Podcast. We'll be back next week to go over Phoenix and get ready for Texas, right? Yep, Texas Motor Speedway. Texas Motor Speedway. Uh and we'll see how the playoff grid shakes up. You can follow me on social media at Neb underscore, not on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me, Bryce and Foster 259 on Instagram. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.